Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 8 of the Everyday Podcast, your gateway to the casual side of business. I'm your host, Mattis Vizito, and I would a wonderful co-host for tonight introduce himself. What's going on, everybody? I'm Joe Basile, the manager and soundboard editor, but I've swapped places with Andrew for this episode only. And we will introduce tonight, we have two new faces at the table. We'll let them introduce themselves. And you guys can introduce yourselves. I'm Nolan Spur. I've been playing baseball pretty much my whole life, and I just played for Cranford Baseball this year. Hi, my name is Rob Salvatore. I pitched on the uh, Cranford Cougars Last Dance World Series team, and uh, pretty excited to do the podcast. So you're a pitcher? Yeah, okay. lefty. What position are you now? I'm a catcher. Okay. So you caught him? Yeah, oh, okay. I'm not in the bullpen, but... Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. So today's episode is called Baseball and Business. Way more baseball than business tonight. I think Joe, you could agree with that. The way Absolutely. we have uh, the way we have it set up, we thought we'd do a little bit of a different episode. Let's talk some sports, and what better better way to get the some members of the state cha- championship team up here to talk some baseball and some sports? So, just a uh, quick podcast change. We were supposed to have the Barter Saves team on this week, but we switched that to next episode. Um, so we're still going ahead with the everyday biz of Barter Saves, but that is going to be next week, and then this one's going to be airing first because we had some technical technical difficulties. We'll leave it at that. Um, also, for the audience, if you haven't checked out last week's episode, which was titled The New Normal, COVID-19's Impact on the Business World, uh, we had Ted and we also had um, Jeff Peterson, who's the owner of Tuxedo Den, a business that was greatly affected by the novel coronavirus. Uh, we just talked about you know, how to adjust your business model accordingly to everything that's going on. Um, and it, it was a great time, so make sure you guys check out the last episode. That was definitely one of my favorite. I know, Andrew, you were on that one too, right? So it was the four of us. Um, also, just another general podcast update before we get into everything. We are going ahead with the giveaway, which we stated last episode. You're going to see a giveaway post on social media soon. That's where you have to comment done. And to do that, you ha- to enter into the giveaway, you have to be one, subscribe to our YouTube channel, two, follow us on Instagram, and then comment done on that giveaway post, which you will see soon. Um, and then the winner will be picked on the last episode of season one. So that gives people, what, like a month? About yeah, about a, a month. About three, four, five weeks um, until we pick the winner from the time that you're viewing this podcast. So mm-hmm. make sure to enter, and we're going to be giving away two $25 gift cards. I think we, have, we haven't decided yet, but it's going to be like Amazon it, it's gonna, or Visa. It's going to be it, – whatever it is, it's going to be a $25 like a, gift card or something. ED gear, ED hat. Yeah, probably. All right, we'll figure that out. But make sure you guys enter, um, and I'll give it away to Joe. You know, you could talk about the topics breakdown before we get into okay. everything. Okay. So this is very much a baseball-centered podcast, but to start, our two guests are going to talk about – the tournament that they played in, the Last Dance, which was essentially like a, was it like a round robin uh, World Series so uh, the, tournament? The first, so this tournament started, uh, our season was canceled because of COVID, and uh, a few varsity coaches got together and said they're going to do a state tournament. It's called the Last Dance. So I think it got up to what, like 220 something teams? And I think 233. Yeah, something like that, some crazy number. And it went week by week, so you pretty much had to go undefeated in the round right. robin to advance. So it went mm. like round robin, sweet 16, elite eight, final four, and then the finals. But the finals wasn't just, the, it was broke up into north and south. Right. So the final was north versus south. So you had to win your side of the bracket before you were able right. to advance to the finals. So were you playing against teams that you normally would have if there was a season, or was it varied? Or it was there, a mixture? There were some private schools that we don't really play well okay. the, the round robin we played uh we played teams that we would play so like right. union catholic union new jersey teams like that we played but then as we got on like we played don bosco who we would never played 
Okay. Um, Bergen Catholic, right. who's nationally ranked, and uh, and Bergen Catholic actually beat Del Barton to advance. So right. just teams like that, like private schools that small towns like us would never have played. And the tournament was in July, August. It was, uh, it was only in July. Yeah, it was only it was only in the month of July. Okay. Mm-hmm. You were playing at like your home field, or it was it very. The first round was at our home field, and then we went to Somerset Patriots, and then Yogi Berra, right? Yes, and, and, then, then, and then in the finals we went to the Trent Thunder Stadium. The minor league oh, wow. for the Yankees. How was that, how was that, that was that was a very good experience. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to ask him before we got on the podcast. But are you guys Yankee fans or what's the deal? I'm a Yankee fan. You're a Yankee fan. I'm a Mets fan. Oh, wait a second. No, it's stop okay. Stop the podcast. Uh, wait, stop no, it here. no, 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 no. All, 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 all New York sports fans are. Yeah, that's all right. Here. If it was said Red Sox, it would have been a different story. Yeah, yeah. that's rough. That's rough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think there's many fans of those left. Yeah. yeah especially considering <laughs> their season. Breed. A rare breed. Yes, of course. <laughs> Especially in this area. Yeah. So, yeah, that's re- that's really cool. And you guys ended up being champions. Yeah, yeah. we, we uh, went undefeated the whole way. So That's impressive. Very yes. impressive. It was a very cool experience. Hopefully you guys can repeat this year. I, 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 I hope so. We're trying. We're, We're working. Yeah. We're working for it. Yeah. yeah. We already started. Yeah, of course. So the next few topics are all baseball-centered. They're centered around Major League Baseball, a sport that all of us at the table know very well. And you guys are both fans. You play the sport, and also baseball is common uh, talk around the office. And there, there, not a day goes by, and Andrew can attest to this, I'm sure, <laughs> that Matt and I, we literally talk about baseball almost every day. Now, the different topics we're going to talk about a couple bit of knowledge of the game. We're going to do a little bit of trivia, where you guys are going to get to, you guys are going to get to guess uh, trivia facts on different players. We're going to talk about the 2020 season and a couple of uh, discussion points about what's new for this year, and we'll give our opinions on that. Very lively roundtable discussion. We're going to talk about some of the business aspects of Major League Baseball, free agency, trades, the deadline this year, and teams that have really gone all in. And the last two topics, we're going to look ahead to next season and the teams that, according to the standings, maybe aren't as good maybe some that need to blow it up or start over, or ones that weren't good this year that you think might be good next year. And then, last but not least, picks. We're going to pick our World Series matchups, who's going to win. We're going to do a big free agent or big trade. And without further ado, we're going to get into our interactive trivia. Now, I have the sheet here. I'm going to make sure that you guys don't see it (laughs) because then... Give away the answers. Now, so, my sp- I'm not supposed to guess. It's just for them, right? This is just for you guys. Okay. Test um, our knowledge of baseball. Let's and see. And Matt, if you're looking along, you could probably ask a couple of these questions too. Maybe we could alternate with the facts. So I'll let you handle. It. I'll... Okay. You're cool. the trivia master, John. All right. Cool. So, player number one, I'm going to give you three facts about this player from hardest to easiest, and you're going to have to guess which player it is. Is, is, this, is, like this, is this like a current <laughs> player or any era? This is all five of these players are current players. Okay. So, very, very modern. So shouldn't that phone away. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> shouldn't, there shouldn't be much of a problem. So, here we go. Player number one. Uh, first fact about this player, this player is from the Dominican Republic, which can apply to a lot of players. So <laughs> They're like, wait, is that it? We're going to have a problem. It's <laughs> just about half the yep. team, half the league. Yeah. Yep. Fact number two, this player won two World Series titles with the St. Louis Cardinals. I didn't put the years, but this player won two titles with the Cardinals. Also, the person that gets the most, I don't know if we, did we discuss before, the person that gets the most points will give you like a ED hat or something like that. We don't have it with yeah. us, but we'll give so it to you. we win a prize? 
Basically. Yeah, right. always on. Winner gets a prize. <laughs> I look at that. I wait a second. <laughs> right. So fact number three, this player is currently with the Los Angeles Angels. Albert Pujols. Okay. All right. One for Robbie. <laughs> Was that your guess, Nolan? Or? Yeah. Well, right. it's, it's whoever answers but first. But I said it first, so I won. Yeah, no, it's whoever yeah, answers. You can answer it after fact number one oh, right. if you know it. Oh, so we can it. answer it at any if time. You know, if right. you know it. Yeah. So Stop right looking at the sheets, Burke. Well, you're, really, you're a real <laughs> comedian, aren't you? <laughs> All right. So now player number two. Uh, we'll do with the, the first fact. This player was selected number three overall in the 2010 MLB draft. Fact number two. This player hit 37 home runs in 2016. I think I have an idea. Do you want to guess? Is it Bryce Harper? Nope. Nope. Fact number three. This player signed with the San Diego Padres before the 2019 season. Manny Machado. You got it, Robbie. (laughs) Just make sure you're speaking into the mic so we can pick it up, you guys. All right. So now on to player number three. Fact number one. This player has been on four different teams the last three seasons which means that at some point over the last three seasons, at the deadline, he was traded from one team to another. Fact number two, this player was named AL MVP in 2015. Fact number three, this player's nickname is the Bringer of Rain. Josh Donaldson. Point for Nolan. Nice. All right. Very good. So it's two to one. Oh, I didn't know that. All right. You got me. I was going to guess Rob Salvatore, but close. (laughs) (laughs) One bit. Yeah, yep. 2010. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So player number four. Uh, the first fact about this player, he debuted with the Washington Nationals in 2016 and was traded the very next season. Fact number two. This year, this player is one of the two players to have thrown a no-hitter. That should hopefully narrow it down. Lucas Giolito. You got uh, it. Three to one. Three to one. I was gonna say Julio, but I wasn't sure. Well, Alec Mills is a rookie, so. Well. Yeah. <laughs> well, the third. Well, the third fact was this player is the ace of the White Sox pitching staff. So All right. Got yeah. It right. All right. That definitely will help. <laughs> All right. So, player number five. Uh, fact number one: This player has heterochromia, which means he has two different colored eyes. Max Scherzer. Wow. We have a blowout going over here. <laughs> so, the fi- so the final score, Robbie, four, and Nolan, one. It's not shut up. Andrew, I'm sure you would have had all those answers. <laughs> not, not shut up. I'll take it. For the audience, Andrew's not the biggest sports guy, unless it's soccer. Well, that's rough. That's a rough, that's a rough sports fan right <laughs> there. So congrats, Robbie. So we'll be giving you some form of EDE merch uh, for being the winner. So now I can show all of the uh, the new rules for the 2020 season, which is the next topic that we're going to be getting into. Now, there's a couple of different things, and I'd like your opinions, Matt, even you as mm-hmm. well. I'd like all your opinions on a lot of these topics. So we'll start with talking about the universal DH. So for those of you who do not know, designated hitter is a batter that the American League teams use in their lineup as the, as the ninth hitter because the pitcher does not bat. In the National League, the pitchers do bat. This year, what was uh, uh, brought out as a rule for both leagues, there will be a DH in both. So AL and NL teams have a DH in their lineup to ease the workload on the pitchers. What do you guys think about that? You want to go first? I'll go first. I'm 50-50 with it it, because I'm a Mets fan. It definitely helps the Mets out because they have a lot of hitters on their team. But, like, it was also fun seeing like how much like 
you always see pitchers as pitchers and not hitters. And of course, you got to look at Bartolo Colon, who really <laughs> showed it. Against <laughs> the Padres, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would. I, I'm a big fan of it, honestly. I mean, it just there. It's it'll be more of a competitive game. Like <laughs> it, once a pitcher stepped up there, like they didn't have more than a 150 batting average, so it was almost like an automatic out every time. Mm-hmm. I just think it's more entertaining seeing a, another actual hitter up there. Absolutely. And I just feel I feel like pitchers will go further in the game if they don't have to worry about hitting, because mm-hmm. if it's a close game, they're gonna t- get taken out even if it's a two-one, three-one game. Absolutely, they can't finish the game. It wasn't always the most pleasant, you know, at bat to see CC Sabathia or Tanaka up there. And we it's were it's always inter- it's, interleague play. It's so. always an injury threat too. Yeah, oh, like, absolutely. It just it yeah. makes you nervous, especially while they're running the bases. And yeah, and, and they're not. They're usually not fast. Although it is <laughs> interesting to see Madison Bumgarner hit. A uh, hit home runs off Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. I mean, he had a he had a good opening day last year, two days ago, uh, two years ago. Yeah, he had, had like two, two home runs. I mean, it is entertaining, but I'd rather see an actual hitter up there. Yeah, because it's more consistent that you're yeah. going to be seeing them actually mm-hmm. get hits. Yep, they can compete for the they can compete for the batting title like one DJ Lemayu for the New York Yankees, who right now, as of this recording, the last time I checked, he is currently leading in the batting title. Race. Is he really? Yes. I thought Tim Anderson was a few no, points Tim ahead of him. No, nah, Tim Anderson no, no, went 0 for 4 second, the last game. And oh, really? DJ had, second. I think, three hits the last game. Oh, good. That's of this recording. <laughs> I want LeMahieu to win it. Yep. I so let's, <laughs> let's hope he does. Now, the second bit, Matt, did you have anything to say about the Universal DH? Or? I already said it, pretty much. All right. Cool. So the next uh, bit of information, double headers, which were instituted once there were cancellations and postponements because of some teams catching COVID which was unfortunate, but also they brought in this new rule that double headers will be seven innings long. They won't be a full game. What do you guys think about that? You know, I, I'm kind of okay with it. Like, yeah, it kind of... Ooh, wow. <laughs> Voice crack. <laughs> it, it, ca- it kind of shows that, like, it kind of, like, cuts out some of the uh, season that like, you can watch. Because you, you look at it, that cuts out four innings just in two games but like at the same time it, I also like it because then it could like keep everything on track and you you're still able to see baseball which that's all I really care about right I'm 50 50 personally I mean a lot of some of the extra in, uh, um, not extra innings the double headers like uh, the Yankees the past few weeks like their extra inning games have both gone nine innings yeah but uh I I like the I, I just feel like it's it's professional baseball like any team can make a comeback in the late innings so I feel like taking two innings away from them can actually harm a team, mm-hmm. if you really think about it. So I, I guess it just depends on what side you are on, uh, or like team-wise, like who you like and just how it's played out this season. I think it was, I think it's a good rule for this season, but I, I don't know about moving. Yeah, forward. going forward, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pace of play is something that's always been a hot button issue, but it's uh, baseball. It's, it's it's just the way it is. To, it, yeah, it is. Same thing with automated strike zone. I I'm not a fan yeah, of that. Yeah, that, that that should they shouldn't. Do I that. know umpires make bad calls, but I just think like I I also robot, I know, don't like, I don't like that like players can't argue like balls and strikes they get mm-hmm. thrown out immediately. I think their yeah. case should be heard. And I'm not I'm, I'm a pitcher, so no, I mean, absolutely. Well, that's why you don't. Say yeah. Yeah. Even as a pitcher, you're able to argue. You can if they call it a ball and you think it's a strike, you can still argue, but. You yeah, know, but they call they throw tossed. you out immediately. Yeah, you get tossed. Mm-hmm. I think either way, the play can't be changed. That's what I read. I was a pitcher yeah. a long time ago, but I realized that too. There's no point. It's not like the umpire can change the fact that it's a ball or strike. So even yeah. if it was, yep. nothing you could do about it. Although with uh, with a lot of replay, uh, with the uh, plays at first base at home, 
to avoid collisions. I think to a lot of the rules where replay has been put in where teams can challenge, though, like, for instance, say runner was called out when they're really safe, that's that's a rule that I think it was good that they put that in. That was, that was a good idea. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned, Rob, extra innings. For this year, they implemented a new rule that in extra innings, they will begin with a runner on second base. What do you guys think about that rule? Personally, like, like it's harder for a pitcher, but on the other hand, though, it doesn't count to their earned runs. So even if they do give up that run, that's not on them. It doesn't really count as anything. It's on earned run. So, I mean, I, I don't like that the runner starts on second. Like, I think that team should earn it. Like, a base hit, like, if you get a bloop single, like, you score the run. Right. Like, I just feel like it's not as difficult for the hitter to right. get a hit because they're not as stressed. Because mm-hmm. there's no outs in a runner on second. Like, that, that makes it easier for everyone, on the offensive side at least. Yeah. Yeah, I completely, like, agree with everything Sal said. Like, it just makes it so much easier for the hitters. It makes it so much harder for the pitchers. Like, it just changes, like, the whole approach – of like both sides, the hitters and the pitchers. You can go, Joe. Oh, well, I mean, for pace of play, it's understandable, but yeah, it does it does kind of defeat the purpose. What would be cool though is if a pitcher was able to get three outs on just two pitches. Yeah, it's, it that that'll be difficult. The Mets almost had it, and then yeah. it didn't happen. <laughs> Mets had a big win last night, didn't they? They did, yeah. 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 And the but night they before, then they come back too, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. We'll let them have their fun for a couple of days. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we just lost a ground now. Yeah, are we gonna are we gonna touch on uh, Josh Donald Donaldson's antics uh, last night about kicking the dirt on home plate? Touch upon that right now, if you want. <laughs> Go ahead. Why do you explain? I thought that was a little interesting. I mean, he hit a. I he, they uh, called the strike on him that was clearly a ball, didn't even threaten the zone, and he said something, and then the next pitch he ended up hitting a home run, and then he said, and then he kicked dirt on a. <laughs> on home plate as he crossed and they throw him out i mean i understand where the umpire is coming from like maybe you shouldn't have done that but i mean i i would let the guy argue like no of course and and he's not he's like that's adrenaline right there too like you just hit a home run that to take the lead in the game thinking yeah i mean key to the moment but i can't see a yankee doing that too like you know i don't i agree with you but i don't think that's like classic it's not it's not classy at all but but i mean no of course i'm drawing a blank right now but what manager did that for the yankees he kicked the billy martin billy martin yeah yeah. i mean it is something that the yankees have seen firsthand yeah no absolutely yeah i mean i would have let him i would have let him go i mean yeah he just showed the umpire (laughs) up he didn't like that well i heard that he wasn't initially tossed for at first when he kicked the dirt i heard that he got tossed because he went back to go touch it and then kicked some dirt on it more (laughs) Oh, <laughs> who was behind the plate? Cowboy Joe or oh, I don't know. I don't West. know who. It was. I, I don't know. Well, I know the two most controversial ones uh, currently: Joe West and Angel Hernandez. Angel Hernandez makes. Uh, I don't <laughs> know how he has not gotten in trouble by the MLB yet. Like he, like some of the calls that he makes is Awful. is terrible. Awful. What do you want to say to him if he's listening to the podcast today? Go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, I do want to say something to Brennan. From the famous, uh, when Aaron Boone got tossed for the famous Savages in the Box rant. Get out, Aaron! Uh, 
to Brennan. I hope you tightened it up. Oh my God. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, I I love that. I actually have the shirt that says Savages in the box. I have that shirt. I thought that was one of my favorite lines from a manager getting thrown out. I thought it was hysterical. Yeah. That was in a. That was in a. I would say among most of the Yankee managers, when they had their signature like moment, Girardi had a bunch of good ones when he was the Yankee manager. But that that is Boone's signature. Well, moment. I think I think it goes Billy Martin with the dirt, and then Boone after that saying. Hmm. I know there were a couple of good uh, Girardi antics. I know there was a game in uh, in Anaheim against the Angels where Laz Diaz was behind the plate. And both him and Girardi, they looked like they were like balloons inflating about to explode. <laughs> like they were yelling at each other so much. It was crazy. What I, what I will say about Boone and Girardi, though, I feel like Boone defends his players a little better. Like no matter what happens, he's behind his players back. Like Ger- Joe Girardi kind of sat back a little bit and let the players talk. But like Boone, mm-hmm. will, Boone will be the first one out of the dugout to defend his players or mm-hmm. say what's right in his, in his opinion. Nice. So, going back to the new rules, there was one thing that got instituted, which I think is going forward is going to be a new rule, the three-batter minimum, where a relief pitcher, if they come in, they have to face uh, at least three batters, and I think the only way that that doesn't, like, hap- like it, it's the exception would be if they're put in where there's two outs and they get the final out. But if, say, for instance, they get put in the game to face one batter and they allow that batter to reach, uh, reach base... They can't get taken out right away. Is that a thing where if there's two outs and then they face a batter, they can bring in another pitcher? Well, like if, they, if they get the third out, it's a new inning. So that's the exception. New inning. I don't yes. like it. I no, eliminates the lefty specialist. I think it. I think it's needed for pace of play. I, I, would, I also, would agree with that. But also with regards to different pitchers, I mean, lefty specialists, you could, you could have a bunch of teams, they have lefty relievers. Obviously, bringing in one guy to get out one batter, it's you're focusing more on one matchup as opposed to the whole game. You want relief pitchers who you can put in in multiple types of situations. Yeah, and if a guy's struggling, then you're screw glued and cat. You can also you can also intentionally walk. Like if you really don't want him in, you can just give it the four signal and get a new pitcher in there. Mm-hmm. But it also depends on the situation. Like if there are two right. lefties lefty batters up in that inning, right? But like it's like the first batter's a lefty, then the second one's a righty. I mean. Why would you not want to leave a lefty in that situation? My thing is that like baseball is still like a business. It's it's a game, but it's still a business, and people have certain jobs to do in baseball, and that's is some pitchers' jobs just to get the one batter done. Now their jobs are gone, potentially. Yeah, it can definitely. Well, that's that's interesting. But also, I think it introduces new jobs now. Other relievers have yeah. more well, chances. Well, people, people have the chance to prove themselves right. now. Like, if your job was to come in there and get one batter out, if you can get three out, that's right. a whole different situation right. for them. Right, which I'm sure is – I mean, it's, it's a difference, but I'm sure they're able to do that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the last one under the new rules, which we'll also touch upon a specific team in this, every single team had to play a 60-game schedule, and it was regional-based where it be east versus east, central versus central, and west versus west. 40 divisional games split across uh, four different series of 10 games and then 20 interleague matchups. So the division series, I'm sure as we're all aware, uh, usually in a 162-game season, teams will have three home and three road uh, series of either three or four games against one opponent for a total of 19 games per season. Multiply that by four, you get that's the divisional games. 
This time around, it's 10. Do you guys think that there should have been more divisional games or less? Uh, I think a little less. I mean, I think with the 60-game season, I think more teams should have played other teams, like, just to see, just, like, for the matchup purposes. Like, I would have liked to see Yankees versus Dodgers this season. It's a 60-game. Well, we'll, we'll be seeing that. I, I, a I would later down that. the road. I yeah, don't know so much about the Dodgers. I kind of have my money on the Padres a little bit. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say Padres. I'm, I'm, hope, I'm hoping for Are you I'm sure the for Marlins? Yankees. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, like, I like the underdog story, so yeah. I'm kind of hoping the Padres pull that out. Yeah, yeah. that'd be nice to see them. Easier job for us. We'll clean up easier. <laughs> It's yes. still a tough matchup. If you make a World oh, Series, course. you're legit. But, I mean, the yeah. Twins matchup was supposed to be a challenge last year. Be careful what you wish for. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, Didi, Didi destroyed that Uber driver. So. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was his name, Steve? Steve? No, Ran- Randy Dobnik. Oh, Randy yeah, Rob- Dobnik. Yeah. Yeah, but he was, he was good in the, in the regular season, yeah. though. Yeah. I was it a big was, fan was of the mustache. mustache. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, boy. So, just to, to go over the splits for this year. There were the, the four different types of series, seven home games, three road, six home, and four road, and then the other two were the other way around. So, for example, the Yankees had, against Boston, they had seven home games, six home against Tampa Bay, four against Baltimore, and three against Toronto, who this year are the Buffalo Blue Jays. What do you guys think of the Buffalo Blue Jays for this year? Do you think they should play games at Buffalo going forward, like maybe pick a couple of games a year to play there, or do you think they should just play in Canada the rest no, of the time? I, I'm, there's still, like, baseball in New York, so, like, I don't necessarily feel like they need a third team, but, like, and Canada still needs, like, their own team in Canada. And, but, like, I can also still see it happening because there's only really, like, not many teams in Canada. And mm. There used to be two, and now there's only one. I, I think they should go back to play in Toronto. I mean, the only reason they're not playing there is because of the COVID. COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's not like they're choosing to play there because they didn't decide to play there or weren't allowed to play there until right before the season started. So I think they'll mm-hmm. end up back in Toronto. Yeah, they're definitely going to go back. but like, yeah. I, don't, I don't think they're going to come back to Buffalo and play home games. No, de- they're probably not going to go back to Buffalo. But like, if they do like do something like with COVID, if it's still a thing next next year they're probably going to like do something but i don't feel like they're going to do it at the double a stadium no well it it was interesting to see how they set it up there where the visiting clubhouse was literally a uh, like a shed off behind <laughs> right field well wasn't there something that came out that the rays are also splitting their their home games like some are going to be in tampa bay and some are going to be in canada it was just a proposed thing. it was yeah, a proposed something thing like, i think it fell through i think that was even before covid like. but yeah essentially but that was last last season they said yeah it. but the they, rays Blue Jays could do, do something like that if they really wanted to play in buffalo i'm sure i'm sure it'd be something that they're able to do especially if if they have the minor league season then what they could do is they'd have to work around that and with the fact that now their AAA affiliate has major league amenities, it can host games at the major league level, which is good. Do you guys want to play in college? I'm planning on it, yeah. Uh, I would like to, but we'll see how it goes. You, you want to go pro? or? I mean, that's the dream, but yeah. you can never bank on that. I mean, oh, of course. Now what's the, what's the backup? What do you guys want I want to be go a firefighter. Yeah, we, we had some plans. You might be a firefighter? Yeah, yeah, we're we're in the uh, fire explorers in our town. Okay. So it's, nice. it's like a volunteer kind of thing. They teach mm-hmm. us about How what it's like to be a firefighter. Like be. So Okay. That's really cool. Now, yeah, plus my dad was a firefighter too. So oh, you want to be a firefighter also? Yeah. Okay, nice. that's cool. Yeah, cool. So where do you want to go to college? Do either of you know? Or? 
Uh, I, I want to go to Rhode Island, but I'll okay. go anywhere that lets me play baseball. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you show off that ring there, Tyler? One. Oh yeah, there it's, we go. Uh, it's one of two. So we uh, we received these for uh, winning the Last Dance World Series, and uh, our coach said if we win it, that will uh, he'll get, get the us biggest a town ring, ring, biggest ring we'll ever so see. So we're gonna get the biggest ring. According to our coach, we're gonna get the biggest ring that we've ever seen. That those are exactly his words. So, oh, but wow. I think, I, I don't I don't think he's gonna lie about that. So I, I believe him. <laughs> what pitches do you throw, Robbie? Uh, I throw a four-seam, two-seam, splitter, change-up, and a curveball. Okay. Uh, so, uh, true uh, true pitcher. I guess so, yeah. I Are mean, you more of a starter or a reliever? I, I like starting, but okay. if they throw me in a relief appearance, I'm not going to say no. Okay. What do you think of Garcia coming up on the Yankees? Um, I'm a big fan. I mean, he they said he was a reliever coming up last year, mm-hmm. but he looks like a starter to me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, and he's filled the big true. shoes of Big Maple, so. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a big loss, but his yeah. first three starts were not mm-hmm. promising at yeah. all. Yep. So. Although Andrew, he, he, you, was, uh, he was doing really good last year, though. Had he was, He had that streak yeah. of 10 in a row. Uh, well, Hap, Hap finally woke up, too. He, oh, st- yeah. he had a slow start, but. Yeah, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Pun intended. Have you learned something today, Andrew, so far? <laughs> <laughs> A couple of weeks ago, he didn't know what a home run is. So we're teaching him slowly but surely. Yes. He's getting there. So, oh, soccer boy. players. We're about to dive into <laughs> the business aspects of baseball now. And we're going to start with talking about the biggest contract in Major League Baseball. One that belongs to a fellow New Jerseyan who plays out in California. Mike Trout, outfielder for the Angels. His contract is 12 years for $426.5 million dollars. With an average annual value uh, right about $35.5 million a year. And this contract has a full no-trade clause, which means that the Angels are garbage for 10 years. He's stuck there. Unless he decides to say, I don't want to be on this team. I want to go on onto a contender. But knowing the Angels' ownership, they will never let that happen. But he'll get there at some point. Let's hope he gets there. This is also the largest contract in Major League Baseball at this point, and it's the second highest average annual value among the MLB contracts, with the highest one being Garrett Cole, who is our new ace here in New York. So with Trout's contract, what do you guys think about this contract? I think he, I think he deserves it. I think it's well-deserved. Very deserved. Well-deserved. But I just, I just don't think he should have done 12 years for the Angels. I, I also think He that, knows it too, but... Well, he, he I mean... He probably loves it there. That's probably why he signed it. I mean, if he really was 50-50 about it, he would at least put a trade clause in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he he obviously likes it. And I, I personally, I thought the Angels were going to have a good season this year. Yeah. But baseball's a it weird sport. It always seems to go that way with the Angels. Yeah. yeah. Got Trout and Rendon. Yeah. Yeah, think. the Rendon signing, that was a good signing, too. And mm-hmm. Pujols, but he's kind of been Average. 50-50 with them. So. Yep. I mean, if you want to look at, uh, like, the, the buyer bewares of big contracts look at two instances Josh Hamilton when he went from the Rangers to the Angels and then just completely fell off the face of the earth and then of course Robinson Cano signs that big 10-year contract with Seattle only to be traded to the Mets a couple of years down the road we'll see how Stanton turns out I so on those both the Stanton and the Cano trade I really thought that the Mets making that trade for Diaz and Cano was probably the smartest thing they could have done Obviously, the past two years have not shown that, but mm-hmm. I mean, how? Been heating up a little this but year. like, how can you not trade for the best uh, closer and uh, 
I think a Hall of Fame second baseman. I mean, I, I I don't see how you wouldn't trade for those two guys. But I mean, Cano Cano's working out, but Diaz is. <laughs> one day he's good, and the next day he lets up ten he's, runs. He's so. I don't mind him being on the Mets. That's for sure. Yet another. Lol, Mets never takes a day off. On <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Stanton trade, I I didn't like that. I we should have got Yelich. I don't think we should have gotten. I don't think we should have gotten Stanton for the sole reason that we gave up Starlin Castro, who was holding down the 40-second base. Now, so. I, I, of course we have Glaber now. I like Castro. Fine. I did. I, like I was a big fan of Castro. I still am. But yeah. Glaber, Glaber was going to go to – they had the plan to move Glaber to shortstop anyways. Well, they had they had him to go to second while Didi was there, and then after and then Didi, Didi left, left to yeah. go to short. And it worked out with DJ anyway. So. Yeah. yeah, well, I I think I think both Starlin Castro and DJ are great players, but I, I think I would choose DJ over yeah. over Castro. Yeah, well, concerning one's the leading like the batting average leader, yeah. yes, <laughs> and won every single game. You see him up at bat. He's he, he does something he, productive. Yes. Yeah. Unlike other times where the guys would just look at three pitches right down the middle, yeah. and he's clutch too. Like every time Lemayhew's up, you know he's going to put the bat on the ball. So that's right. Last year, when, during the ALCS Game Six, when Lemayu hit that game-tying home run, we were actually—oh, that was the, crazy! We were in the car, Matt and I, and a couple of our other employees. We were on the way back from a business trip, and I'm—I'm I'm in the front seat. I'm driving, and Matt's sitting directly behind me. And all of a sudden, from behind me, he's going nuts, saying Lemayu just hit a game-tying home run. Only for. Only for 15 minutes later. Are we are we able to get into the uh, cheating or no cheating discussion, or is that not oh, allowed? It, and we can, but we have so much material. We can. <laughs> maybe we'll save that for ev- the next episode. Maybe we'll do. Video. Maybe we'll do a part two. We'll do a part two. All right. Part I two. Think the, everyone has the same. I save some Astros. of the goodies in the baskets. Yes. I have. I. I can. I could talk about that for a little while. Absolutely. <laughs> so can I. Now, we got a lot of topics to cover. Next, we're going to talk about the trade deadline, and even though there was a this year was different from other ones, where usually there would be a non-waiver deadline on July 31st with a waiver deadline on August 31st. They both got combined to this year on August 31st. Basically, if you didn't have players on your roster, at least in your 60-man player pool, they're not postseason eligible. But I think that deadline might have gotten pushed back to the 15th of September. I, I think I think you're right on that. I so, heard something about that. So a couple of waiver deals have happened after this deadline, but the big deal of the deadline and no surprise here with how many moves that this team has made over the last I don't know how many years the San Diego Padres acquiring Mike Clevenger a pitcher from Cleveland along with outfielder Greg Allen and a player to be named later for six players which there were a couple prospects in this deal as well Trammell Trammell was a big name in that right uh no that's that's the that was the deal they made with Seattle okay uh but the Cleveland Indians got catcher Austin Hedges, outfielder Josh Naylor, right-hand pitcher Cal Quantrill, and three prospects. And the other Padres deal that they did, which is on the other page, uh, they got catcher Austin Nola and two right-handed pitchers from the Padres. I got it right here. So, <laughs> so I, only, I, only, I, only printed, I only printed out one of these because it had the, the trivia on it. <laughs> Vinny said so. Rob likes to cheat. We're like, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, all right, yeah. I'll talk to him about that. After. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's a Yankee fan, not the Astros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But essentially, the Padres, with the three days leading up to the trade deadline, 
they broke a major league record of the most number of players that were involved in any sort of trades. 26 total players involved in the trades, which was breaking their own record that they set in 2014 during the winter meetings at 24 players involved, which A.J. Preller, the GM of the Padres, the closest comparison at a business level, I can compare him to Matt because A.J. Preller, according to an article I read about him, he'll call his employees whenever, like it could be after hours, and he's always pushing as hard as possible to strengthen the team. And Matt works harder than anyone else that I've ever seen there are times where he'll be calling Andrew at all hours of the night. He'll call me at all hours of the night just about work-related stuff. And Matt never stops trying to keep the business going. He literally is the heart and soul of the business. And usually GMs for their teams, they got to really push to ensure that they are building a quality team. And I guess in a business comparison, Matt is that for us. So, Thank you, Joe. Maybe. <laughs> but... So, there was a lot of crazy stuff with the deadline, and of the total 32 trades, the Padres made six of them, which is where they broke their own record, which was very impressive. And what are your thoughts on that? Uh, personally, I like the I like the uh, Padres. I like the underdog factor that they have. No one expected them to be good. Uh, Clevenger was a huge move. I, I was a big fan of that. I mean, they gave up a decent amount of players for him, but... You know what? He's gonna is. he's gonna pan out, and they have him for a few more years, I believe, right? Yeah, I, th- a year I think or two? He's, yeah, I I think he's under club control for a couple of more seasons. Would you have given up Ford or Andujar for Clevenger? Uh, looking at out how the Yankees are playing out right now, I, I would say so. Yeah, maybe Andujar. Okay. Um, I, I disagree. Know, Ford, I disagree because at the time when the trade deadline was, the well, Yankees, at the time, yeah, but I'm look like right now, like yeah. they both got sent down. They went to the alternate well, if we had Clevenger, I think it'd be a done deal for to go all the way at this point. At the I, same, but we need to have an offense to back up the pitching. Well, right now, yeah, we I mean, we're just forty-five just did, runs yeah. in forty-eight hours. Yeah, yeah. We just broke the, the home run record. Up. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah. like eighteen home runs in three, three games. games. Yep. Six yeah. home runs in one inning. We broke yeah. that record too. Five. It was, I think it was five in an inning, and then Gary broke the record. Yeah, we don't call them the Bronx Bombers for nothing. Absolutely. So. That was a quick thing about the trades. Uh, the one thing I can draw comparison to with uh, trades, car dealerships. If you've ever seen, if you've ever been to a car dealership, which I'm sure you'll be at some, you'll have to buy a car at some point in your lives. They're getting to that. They're getting to that point. I'm, I'm already, I'm already one in. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so at car dealerships, what some of them do is they will exchange vehicles. So very much how a lot of baseball players will sometimes move from team to team whether it's minor league free agent deals or free agent signings or trades. Some car dealerships, if they have a, a customer who's interested in a specific vehicle and that vehicle is not on that dealership's lot, they can call up another dealership and exchange vehicles. So that's another business uh, parallel to the wide world of trades and free agency of baseball. And so looking ahead to next season um, we're going to pick a couple of teams here and we'll probably just do, we'll do one apiece and we'll say what was the biggest surprise of this year and whether or not they'll remain competitive next year. So uh, Nolan, why don't you go first and then Rob and then I'll go next and then Matt. I will just let them, or you want to just let them vote this time and we'll do our picks next time? 
I don't run out of time, but all right. Well, yeah, you guys make your, you guys make your picks. So, the biggest surprise of this season, and whether or not they'll remain competitive next year. Surprises aren't always a good thing. I mean, I'm not just saying this because I'm a Mets fan, but like, <laughs> no, no, think about it. The, the way that they looked, like towards the end of last year, that they, they were looked like they had something yeah, going this year. There was some light at the end of the tunnel. Why yeah, the, why the, and then the tunnel, the tunnel collapsed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it ended. Yes. Yeah. Well, Syndergaard and Stroman gone in, in a snap of the fingers. Yeah. So. And Cespedes just pieced out. <laughs> and Waka didn't work out. So. Or, or what's his or name? Purcell. Uh, Purcell. I mean, Waka. Yeah. He he had a good relief appearance the other day, though. I do have to say. At least we got Nate Peterson too. Yeah, he's, he's he panned out pretty well. I, I like him in relief. He he does a lot better when he's in relief too. Yeah. So that you'd say they're the biggest surprise of the year to me. Are, are they going to be competitive next year? I mean, it depends on free agency. That's a good that's a good answer, especially with their new owners who are going to yeah. be a little bit more aggressive. That's, gonna, that's a big move for the Mets. Yep. Robbie, I, I'm going to go with the Padres. I was uh, I was I thought they were gonna be good this year because they they rallied late last season, but just some of the moves they made I mean just I I didn't know they would give up Alan Trammell who's a very highly rated prospect I mean they made moves and they want to win now so I mean everyone grilled them about getting Machado but I mean now people are taking their words back so yeah. we'll see what happens yeah. and with the with Fernando Tatis Jr. being the face of the franchise now so. He's panning out better than I think anyone expected. I don't think yeah. anyone expected him I'm to do I'm not going to lie. He used to follow me on Instagram, and then he unfollowed me. <laughs> <laughs> probably, the wrong, probably the wrong kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But, so the next question, what, was the biggest, what team was the biggest disappointment of oh, the 2020 oh. season? Red Sox. I thought they were going to be a little better. Yeah, but like, I, I also kind of saw them not doing as good as they usually would. I mean, the Blue Jays and Orioles are better than them. Yeah, but as the Blue Jays were the Blue Jays that. were expected to be better because of yeah. the fact that a lot of their core has matured. But the Orioles? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll level with you on that one. That's 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 definitely true. All right. So, Robbie, you said Red Sox. Nolan, how about you? I kind of what I said before is with the Mets still. I really wanted them to do good, but I'm not just saying that because I'm a Mets fan. But like, you you see who we have. We have Conforto. We have a lot of underrated players. We have Conforto. Yeah, McNeil. Yeah, Mc I love McNeil's Smith. Smith is one of my favorite. Yeah. Players. He, he came out last, of nowhere last year. I didn't. I was not a fan of him. This year, Alonzo in a sophomore slump. Who would have yeah. thought he would be hitting like this? Uh, he kind of saw. He didn't have the greatest average last year. Really, it's just he's just not hitting as many home runs. It's better. His average last year is better than low two hundreds. Yeah, everyone was calling him the new judge. I was like, whoa, whoa. yeah, whoa, yeah, that's 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 he, a big. He's comparison. a power hitter, but like, he, if he's he, not. If he can't judged. get on base. Doesn't matter. They're uh, the Mets' first basemen are a little shaky defensively too. Yeah. They're not the best defenders. All right. So the next part of this segment: uh, three teams that need to blow it up and rebuild. Um, so you guys, I guess, You're going uh, first. go for whichever one of you wants to go first. Oof. This is tough. Um, I think the Blue Jays are already doing that, so I'd say they're not on my list. I mean, they called up last season. They called up all those prospects: uh, prospects Biggio, um, Bichette, uh, Guerrero. So, I mean, they kind of already started their process. Uh, I think Red Sox need to start rebuilding. I think they're a big name. Um, Miami, they're, they're kind of starting. Yeah, but they're they starting. Are, they always go up and down. They're always like – They are going to, be, to make the playoffs. That is I, think the, I think so. I think so. But I think they 
they need to bring in some bigger name guys. They have well, no pitching. Oh, no, no, if they, if no, they can get, if they can make some moves in free agency this offseason, I think they're going to be going like somewhere. Like a quarter yeah, yeah. let you know. Sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be something. Um, so what I say? Red Sox, uh, Marlins. Um, I don't know. This one's tough. Detroit should start doing it. I mean, they kind of started. But like, yeah, I would they're say they're not I, making any moves. I would say the Tigers. Yeah, they're not making any moves. They, they got to do something. They had a bit of they had a bit of a tough road after, I mean, after Mr. I died. I mean they also I mean they had Victor Martinez. I mean he was an older guy, mm-hmm. J D Martinez that he traded away. They still have Miguel Cabrera as their starting first baseman. Mm-hmm. I mean they gotta start switching things up a little bit. I mean mm-hmm. they, they also traded away David Price, Max Scherzer. I mean they're they were just like Miami. I think, I, think Scherz, I think Scherzer was a free agent after twenty fourteen and they were gonna bring him back, but the Nationals just offered him more money. They I they're just I feel like Detroit and Miami did the same thing. Like they just had all that talent, and they it they just they just let it go. They they I don't think they made enough of an effort to keep it. I mean, especially in Miami's case, they just yeah, kind of traded away. Yeah, you look at it now. Yelich, Stanton, Ozuna. They just traded all of them away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I actually have three teams, so I'm gonna an- insert my picks. Three teams that I think the Nationals need to blow it up. Really? The Nationals, because of the fact that the NL East is getting a lot more competitive. And it remains to be seen what happens with the Marlins, but they have a lot of top prospects that have matured, and the, it cannot be ignored that they can be a competitive team possibly next year. Well, correct with me if their, I'm wrong, but the Nationals are in last place, right? Yes, they are yeah, in last right. place, but they have – think about the guys that are on that team. Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg. Soto. Soto. Corbin. and Corbin. Yes, Corbin. They also have Cabrera, who's one of their hottest hitters right now too. Yes. And the thing is, the Nationals, they're at a point in time where they've already won a World Series. And, I mean, the fans may want more, but with the current core that they have, I don't think they're going to be able to win. Well, I think, I think uh, Victor Robles and Trey Turner is a promising start. Them, them and Soto would be nice, yeah. although I think the NL East is just a little bit too competitive. And because of the age of their pitchers and the fact that Strasburg yeah. sometimes can't stay healthy... I have a feeling that the Nationals are one of those teams that has to blow it up. They're one of those teams, though, that when they're healthy, they're the, one of the scarier teams in the league. Like, if you have a healthy mm-hmm. Scherzer, Corbin, and Strasburg, who 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 else is going to match them with that pitching staff? Other than maybe the Mets, but they're Yankee, also another. Yankees, Garcia, Cole, and... Uh... Garcia, Cole, <laughs> and... Uh... Montgomery's not bad, too. He's, Gumby. he's pretty good. I think the, there's a bunch of teams that can match up. Dodgers can match up with that pitching staff, even though, even if they traded away half of their half their farm system. Well, the Yankee, you also, Padres can match up with the Nationals. You have to have to, uh, Severino hasn't pitched all season, or too. Or Herman. Or Herman, yeah. yeah. Second team, I think, that should blow it up. I think the Brewers need to blow it up because the Reds, are, the Reds are getting – the Reds have gotten better tenfold over the last two years. They have Trevor Bauer, who they – Will probably will bring back as their starter. They have Sonny Gray under contract for a while. Castillo. Yep, Castillo is good. With a with a uh, three with three good quality starters at the front of the rotation, if those three are continually competitive going forward and they perform really well, the Brewers are going to have a lot of tough pitching matchups. And not to mention, they invested a lot of money into Yelich, and I'm hoping it doesn't turn into Bobby Bonilla 2.0, where they have so much deferred money, it ends up hurting them well, in the long run. They also don't have a big-name pitcher. That's one of the bigger things that they're missing. That's also true. But at the same time, can they compete in a division where you have the Cubs, you have the Reds, you have – well, the Pirates are already well, deep in a Those tank, are also so. two teams that have a pitching staff, like like we said, like the 
the Nationals or the Mets or the Dodgers, Yankees, like they have three legitimate aces on mm-hmm. on both those teams. Yep. Last one I think that needs to blow it up would probably, and this one might shock you, uh, I think the Rockies need to blow it up. The Diamondbacks are already getting to that point, but think about it. The Rockies have not made it past the first round of the playoffs in the longest time. The last time they were in a World Series was 07, and even then I think they got lucky that year. This team has not been able – they've been generating good quality players like Nolan Arenado, Charlie Blackman. Trevor Those Story. guys would – Trevor Story. They would thrive on contenders. Imagine Nolan Arenado at the hot corner for the Yankees. Yankees are unstoppable at that point. <laughs> or better yet, think about what would happen if you put Charlie Blackman in the outfield for the Yankees. How formidable a lefty with that much power – at the short in the short right field at Yankee Stadium, how many home runs he'd hit? But I'm not saying Charlie Blackman's a bad player. But are you going to take out Stan- Stanton or Judge, or even a switch hitting Aaron Hicks? For, well, I mean, let's be honest, I'll take I'll take out I'll weeks. take out Stanton and move him to DH. Well, that's true. But I mean, yeah, you have Clint Frazier, who's a very promising bat. Yes. He is. He is. As they say, the Red Thunder. Or even Gardner, who's kind of been heating up too. Yeah. I mean, he's older, but let's move know. on to the pick section. All right. So we're going to move into the pick section. So. I have a list of free agents in front of me. There's a total of 10 and a total of five trade candidates. We'll probably just do free agents and our World Series matchup. So we'll start with the World Series matchup. Who do you guys think it's going to be? Yankees-Dodgers. You think it's Yankees-Dodgers? Who wins and in how many games? Uh, I'm going to say all seven, and I'm going to go with the Yankees. Yankees in seven? Yeah. I, I think that the Yankees are going to make it, but I'm still not sure between the Dodgers and the uh, Padres. I mean, it's probably going to be the Dodgers, but, like, if the Padres, like, really heat up, I feel like they can beat the uh, Dodgers. I feel like they would put up an upset against the Yankees in the uh, World Series. So, if the who, who are you saying is going to win? Dodger, Dodgers or Padres? I think Padres. Padres in how many games out of seven? Probably, I would, I would say either, probably six. I would give it so six. Padres in six and Yankees in seven. Matt, I want your, I want your pick. Well, I think so. it'll probably be Yankees versus Dodgers or the Padres. Um, but I think it's going to be a close matchup because I know Dodgers got a good starting rotation. And with all the moves the Padres have made, it's going to be a close call. Even though we're Yankees fans and we love the Yankees, we know it's always a coin toss. It's the playoffs. Yeah, it Anything absolutely. can happen. But I think the Yankees, I think Yankees, we, our fans have waited long enough. I think they're going to pull through this year. I think so, I yeah. Think that yeah. Is, yeah. Well, I'm also going to go with the Yankees as the AL team, but I'm going to go with a different NL team. I'm going to go with the Phillies. Why exactly? They went on a stretch where they won 9 of 10. If they go on a stretch like that in the playoffs, watch out because Aaron Nola can match up against any ace. And remember, Jake Arrieta could be healthy when it comes to, to playoff time. And they have, I think they've got enough hitting to where they can offset their bad bullpen. Look what Al- so Alec Bohm is doing. Yeah, Alec Bohm. Bryce Harper has turned it around as of late. Once Real Muto comes back from injury, he'll be... It'll be yet another jolt to that, the offense. That, that bullpen's a big, big question. Yes, yeah. the bullpen is a question. What bullpen? No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Call me but. up. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to say Yankees and Phillies and Yankees and six. So now we're going to move on to our free agents. I have a total of ten. I'll just list off five. And yeah, list basically, five. you guys, I'm going to list them off. You're going to say where they go to. So we're going to start off with this list. Uh, JT Real Muto, catcher for the Phillies. Where does he go next year? Uh, 
you said you said something about the Brewers, so I wouldn't be surprised if they went after after Real Muto. They need a catcher, a big name catcher, and plus Yelich and him were teammates. That's interesting. Well, I I feel like he's either I think he's gonna stay or he's gonna because the Mets just got a new owner who has like a lot of money. He could go there because the Mets need a catcher too now. They have they have Wilson Ramos under contract. I don't think he's gonna come. Well, we'll just have to see. All right, next on the list, Trevor Bauer. I don't think he's going to come back to the Reds. I think he's going to stay. You think he's going to stay at the Reds? Yep. Yeah. All right, next, DJ LeMayu. Yankee. Yeah. He's going to stay yeah, at the he's Yankees. Definitely, he's that, definitely going to want to stay. That's, 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 a, that's a no-brainer. Uh, how about uh, Nelson Cruz, who's the Twins DH? He's going to be a free agent after this year. I think he's going to get another one-year deal. Uh, I can see him going to the Braves. I'm not going to lie. That depends if – well, are we going off of, like, if the DH is going to stay in the National League? Because I don't think I, a team I, would sign him to put him in the outfield. Yeah, if, if we it, don't if know for DH sure, so just say that the, the DH won't be in the National League for next year. Just I, I think he might stay with the Twins if they make another true, interest. True. If they make another run in the playoffs like they did last year, he might stay. I can see that. All right. I can agree with you on that. Interesting. So that's been – we had a total of four players off the board. So now last one, uh, Taiwan Walker, pitcher for the Blue Jays. 28 years old, has a lot of upside, uh, was okay with the Mariners this year, but has the potential to be a good quality number two starter. Back with the Diamondbacks, I think. I think he came from the Diamondbacks, right? He was he was originally with the Mariners, then traded to the Diamondbacks, then traded back to the Mariners, and then went to Toronto. I think the Diamondbacks are going to want to put, put more pitching behind Madison Bumgarner, so I'm going to say with Diamondbacks. If I were him, I would say with the Blue Jays, because Blue Jays are – we're getting like all these young players, and I'm gonna say in a couple of years the Blue Jays are gonna be one of the top teams. He could stay there, win a ring there. That wouldn't that wouldn't necessarily be ideal though. Being being in Yankee country, that'd be difficult. That'd be difficult to say. Although I will I will agree the Blue Jays are probably gonna be a thorn in the Yankees' side over the next few years. Uh, yeah, we thought that was the case. We put that to bed. Yeah. The when Buffalo s- series looked a little rough. That, that got me scared, if I have to be honest. Well we, ha- well, we got another Buffalo series coming up next week. At the time of this recording, the Yankees will have four games against the Blue Jays and Buffalo the coming week after the date of this recording. They played the Red Sox three games, and then they're home against the Marlins to end the year. So what we do every week, uh, we have what's called a story or a lesson of the week, and I have one that I'm going to share with you guys. So sports – of course, we talk about this. It impacts our mood wherever we're at, whether you guys are at school or at your job, especially here at the office. Sports impacts our mood almost all the time because not a day will go by, like I said before, where we're not talking about how the Yankees are doing. Now, while Matt and I are unified as Yankee fans, there is one sport where we are divided, and that is football. I'm a Jets fan. He's a Giants fan. <laughs> but obviously, obviously the Jets are, are trash this year. <laughs> And, what uh, happened to Le'Veon? Uh, <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. Probably but uh, Saquon in fantasy. Ex- except, <laughs> it, here's the thing, though: the Giants, the, if they if they play the way they did against Pittsburgh, as long as Daniel Jones doesn't give up the ball and throw interceptions, and we can block for Saquon. Eli, hopefully. part two. Oh boy! <laughs> but the way this worked last season, uh, the Eagles and Giants were playing each other, and I have a friend in co- who is from college who's a big Eagles fan and was going to host a playoff party. Had the Eagles made it. 
So I was gunning for the Eagles to win over the Giants so that way I could have vacation days off of work. <laughs> and it directly influenced, the game directly influenced how work combined with sports at one point in time because I would have had time off. I would have seen my, my friend from college. Had the Giants won the game, I probably wouldn't have seen him for at least a couple of other months. But luckily I was able to go out there and see him and we had a nice time, even though the Eagles lost that game. But... Matt, did you have a story or lesson of the week? No. Do you guys right. have a story or lesson of the week that you would like to share? Anything oh. that has to do anything with the tournament or? Anything's possible, I guess. I mean. When you really look at it from the beginning, it's a miracle. We had we had no shot of winning. I mean, we were, we were matched up against a team that was, what, 27th in the nation and Don Bosco. So. Yeah, and then we came together as one. We're a small public school that, uh. <laughs> Yeah, well, Jack- Jackson was also a public yeah, school. Yeah, Jackson, too. I mean, anything's possible. Just put your mind to it. All right. So just to give the audience a sneak peek into next week's episode, so as stated before, we did a little switcheroo. Next week uh, we're going to have the Barter Saves team on, a little our first Everyday Biz segment, actually, so we'll see how that goes. Um, and a couple shout-outs. First to Uncle Vinny listening from Florida. Uh, second off to Robbie and Nolan for coming on today. And last but not least to the A Shared Universe podcast studio team, Ming and Mike. They run a great studio, and we thank them very much for letting us use their very expensive equipment, which we don't mess around with. But um, <laughs> anyways, uh, be sure to check out our website at Everyday Pod- at everydaypodcast.biz that's b-i-z at the end or check us out on facebook or instagram the facebook is everyday podcast fb and the instagram is everyday podcast ig shall you have anything else to say before we end this episode off stay tuned for next week thank you guys for coming thank on thank you guys for coming on thank we'll definitely you have you on for a part two to talk some more sports maybe Absolutely. we'll transition into football and finish up our discussion about the trash cans of course <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll see you next week. See ya.